What's up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Setterman. Joining me today, as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? I wanted to start with a little, we haven't done it in a while, actually, a little cap of the week that I've discovered, and I want to get your thoughts on it because you've been deep into this whole sourcing game, NBA Twitter. I've thought a lot about it, this KD news, this Kyrie stuff. I'm going to declare KD's trade requests as cap. <laughs> not that that's, he didn't. That's not, that he did, not that he didn't do it. Not that he didn't request a trade. But it's not because he actually wants to be traded. I genuinely think the way this all played out with Kyrie opting into his extension, and then KD requesting the trade, they had these conversations through back alleys, Kyrie and KD. Even though I think on Sunday I said they haven't spoken. Taking that back. Uh, I think that the Nets did not budge, obviously, on a long-term deal for Kyrie. And Kevin and Kyrie went to Brooklyn together. They are boys. There's rumors that they still want to play together. Katie just requested this trade to get Kyrie paid so they can lock in together for the next three or four he years. He didn't even get paid. He, got, he could have opted in regardless. Right, but they he wanted a long-term deal, and he didn't get it. So he opted in to $30 million because he's different. People, Different people take $35 million, $37 million. So Kevin is asking out in hopes that Brooklyn doesn't want to start from the bottom again, also not owning a singular one of their picks for the next 50 years. Um, and then this will just put pressure on the Nets, which I'm starting to think that'll happen, is the Nets will end up giving Kyrie a long-term deal and KD will say, you know what, I'll stay. I, I mean, think look. I think that is the 3D chess that KD and Kyrie are playing with this whole trade request thing. Now, I have not fact. You don't even have a name. I can't even pronounce. He's said respectfully though. Briz no, Briz six oh four. Is that an NFT, Jack? Uh, could be, is that a board? Is that a board shroom? It might be. It might be. Um, but I think I. I mean, Kyrie did buy a home in LA. I think athletes just do that to play pickup and then have a place to shower afterwards. They just say, you know what? I'll buy this $4 million home just to shower. No, that was, that was fake news. That was actually cap of the week. That was from NBA central. Multiple uh, L's. Well, I've seen yeah. them tweet some stuff before. That's kind of true. Uh, but yeah, cap of the week, Katie wanting out of Brooklyn. I think he's just using this as a way to get his boy Kyrie paid. So they stay in Brooklyn for the long term. With that being said, if that is the case and this is what they're doing, Fuck both of them. Fuck them both. Yeah, you like your conspiracies. I saw some people conspiring that they tried freezing free agency with the news so that they could go and make some news. And let me just tell you. Whoa, whoa, if whoa, you, whoa, whoa. Back it up. Who tried freezing who? The, the, cons, the true conspiracy on everything that happened. Yours is like a kind of boring middle-aged conspiracy. The sexy hot conspiracy is that the is that Brooklyn's GM? Is it Marks? Who's their GM? Sean Marks, and you got Puck Joe Marks. Sky or whatever. That's the owner. right. He's the owner. Is that Marks asked Katie to request a trade? Everyone knew you couldn't make moves. Wow! If you if you're I mean, in, I mean, now you're in. But but all Darryl, it culminated. Oh well, ask out. This is how we get rid of Tobias. Just trust. All me. it culminated in Abe was them trading a first round pick for Royce O'Neal. I mean, that's just what we still have to figure out. Nobody's Signing. figured out the Royce O'Neal shit yet, so how can we know that this trade request is legit? 
signing TJ Warren, who's played four games in the past two years. And do they like re-sign Nick Claxton? Yeah. Point is, it would be a lot to have Katie ask, request a trade, receive a lot of phone calls just to end up with a one-year deal for TJ Warren. So I'm not buying that conspiracy either. But Abe, in the show notes, I mentioned I have a gift for you. And at this moment, I would like to present that gift. It's really not that exciting, so don't get too excited. But you think I would may- ever get excited about something in the show notes that said Jack gives gifts to Abe? <laughs> this is my gift to you because I saw it, and I believe that Devin Booker tweeted about you today. So uh, please observe. The tweet All says, that why you ain't tired. I don't get it. I just I think you should respond to Devin Booker. He's implying that if you're going to hate eventually you'd run out of juice. And I just want you to know that you're my. Some people are built different, Devin. (laughs) As simple as that. You know what? You make me out to be a lot bigger of a hater than I am. You're a full-blown hater. What makes you think that? The fact that you asked me, why does everyone hate Chet? And I said, what? Because everyone loves him. That doesn't make me a hater. We'll talk about Chet in a little bit. Um, I don't think I'm a hater. I think I, I, I've said this before. I don't think I'm a hater. I think I just enjoy smiling and laughing. And it just so happens that making a fool out of other people's success makes me laugh. And there's a lot of things <laughs> in sports that can make you laugh. Like the fact that fucking, we'll talk about Devin Booker right now. The fact that Steph Curry's never been on a 2K cover and Devin Booker loses by 50 at home in a game seven and gets a 2K cover. Please. What's that about? All right. Let's give the audience a super refreshing bit of content. It's July 6th, NBA free agency, NBA lottery, NBA draft, NBA finals, Sixers, get hardened, Sixers, 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 Knicks. It's all NBA in these parts of the past few months. But today we had a Ian Rappaport bomb out of Cleveland, Ohio, Baker, Faker, Mayfield has been traded to the Carolina Panthers, a faker poverty franchise, Abraham. They're just there, you know? I'm going to put them in the fake category because you know what they say about Charlotte. Up and coming. Up and coming city. So Baker Mayfield gets traded for the fifth overall pick. No, sorry, a conditional fifth round pick. Could be a fourth. Four years ago, you could have had Baker Mayfield first overall. You could have had Sam Darnold third overall. This year, you can get one of them for the fifth conditional. And I don't even know if anyone would trade for Sam Darnold. So that's pretty poverty down in Charlotte, North Carolina. But hey, Charlotte's an up-and-coming city. A first gut reaction to Baker Mayfield on the move. Lamar Jackson moves up in the power rankings of AFC North quarterbacks right officially just then and there. So congratulations to you. Always thinking about my boy. Second was, okay, how long until Bleacher Report Gridiron puts out those like uh, graphics of their new offense with Baker, McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and has like the eyes emoji. That was my second thought. Is Panthers offense looking scary? Yeah, emoji. fire emoji, eye emoji. Honestly, Eagleson, go find that post for me because I promise you it's on the internet right now. Um, third, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Come on. Baker took the Browns to the playoffs and won a playoff game. Not many people 
can do that, can say that they did that in the last 20 years. Hell, Eagleson can't. His team hasn't been to the playoffs. Yeah, his team hasn't won a playoff game since he's been alive. That's correct. And Baker's won more playoff games. If sadly I found my way onto Brown's Twitter, like I'm a I'm a compatriot of Brown's Twitter. Like I follow some of the leaders of Brown's Twitter. Don't ask me how I ended Dude, up I'm there. The same Don't thing ask with Brooklyn ever since the Harden Simmons shit. It's miserable. Right. I, I, so, today I saw a tweet. It was like we've exchanged our perimeter defense last year was James Johnson, Paul Millsap. Uh, Seth Curry, blah, blah, blah. Now it's TJ Warren, Royce O'Neal, Ben Simmons. <laughs> Great offseason so far. Dude, your team's about to fucking explode. So the thing that I'm now trying to think back on is why Cleveland hates Baker so much. He was... Do they? You hate, Abe. They hate, hate, hate. Like, that guy deserves a statue there. And all because of one year where he played through 19 injuries. I guess on the way out. That's he what probably, I'm saying. How can we write this guy shit? off? He did the impossible and won the Browns a playoff game. And then he had him in the thick of things when he was playing with a third of a shoulder. I'm just saying. Yeah. Listen, I no, know, I'm with you. I know I'm you with can you. say, watch the film, Baker sucks. I'm not disagreeing with that. But when you evaluate the circumstances, granted, he had sick rosters, to be honest, in, in – Cleveland, he won't have that necessarily in Carolina unless you're talking to Bleacher Report Gridiron. Um, but I just don't think that we can just write Baker off. Taking the Browns to the playoffs and winning a playoff game is fucking impressive. Nobody's done that in God knows how- Yeah, timeout, 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 timeout. Nick, Nick with the fireworks says Baker is a top 12 quarterback. That we're not going to do. But Abe, here's the difference, and I agree. You, know, you have to be a top 12 quarterback to win a Super Bowl. I mean, at the moment, you at the moment they win the Super Bowl, you pretty much do. But it falls. Baker, the reason why I like the move is because Baker, you're buying low on Baker. You literally gave up nothing. You use it to fill some salary cap, which is all all good and fine. The problem is, is like you get better. There's no doubt Baker Mayfield is better than Sam Darnold. But now you go from five wins to seven wins. It's like a really weird move. It's just going to stick you. Like, even if Baker's exceptional, you, you're winning eight games. And if he's spectacular, you're now winning nine games. And, like, fakely feel like you're a move or two away. Then you got to pay Baker. It's uh, And I was thinking about this because I saw a tweet about TJ Warren. When was the last time we saw a low-risk, high-reward payoff? Like, Give me one example, because when the Knicks signed Kemba Walker, it was perceived as a low-risk, high-reward. We had to trade four second-round picks to get him off the books. When I think of any low-risk, high-reward situations, when the Pistons were going to trade for Bol Bol, like he's this incredibly tantalizing prospect, like low-risk, high-reward. With Baker Mayfield, to me, it feels like the low-risk is, yeah, you only gave him a fifth. The reward, though, is if he plays awesome, you're going to win nine games, be stuck with a 14th pick in the NFL draft, and have to pay this guy $20 million but that's plus a the thing. year. I don't think it's fair to just write Baker off for the rest of his career saying he doesn't deserve to be the guy for a team, a successful team. Now, but the do fact you, that do you think he can be the guy, though? Yeah. yeah. I think I that was he proven, though. I don't think I he has think... the sticker yet, but I think he has – well within his reach of earning that for sure. And you're talking to a guy 
I like this take from Nick. I think the Eagles should keep an eye on Baker if Jalen can't succeed. Not a bad take. Not I was already take. worried about that. So whatever. Forget about that. Um, but I just, yeah, I, I've always, I've never not liked Baker, right? You have just been pounding the wall for a long time that Baker sucks, this, that, and you still stand by it, and that's fine. And I'm not saying Baker is amazing. I'm just saying taking the Browns to the playoffs and winning a playoff game is an impressive feat. No quarterback has done that in 20 years. They did surround him with the right pieces. And then he came back and he had them in the thick of things. He was playing through injury all year, legitimate injury, like legitimate and a shoulder injury nonetheless. So it's like, listen, he doesn't go to a great situation in Carolina where it's like, he's like, let's, let's take what Nick just said. For instance, if you brought Baker into Philadelphia this year with everything we did in the off season, with the defense we have with the offensive lines, it would be fair to judge Baker and say, all right, now's your chance to prove it. There are the pieces around you. No excuses. But he goes to Carolina, and that's not necessarily the case. They don't have a complete roster by any means. They do have weapons. But I. the problem with it is that it's Carolina and that they're kind of going to be in a purgatory unless Baker takes this like crazy leap and becomes a franchise guy. Which but I, I think that's a disaster. That's a disaster. Like, I happen. think that Baker Mayfield can be to the Panthers in the future if they surround him with the right pieces. What Kirk Cousins is to Minnesota. See, that's that's my thing. I actually think Kirk is is the level above him. I think Derek Carr is the level above him. I think Derek Carr is the level above both of them. But I think Baker's. I mean, I've never said a good thing about Kirk in my life. I think he's more on the level of like I. I think at his peak, he's Jimmy Garoppolo. At his peak, like if he could get to that game sexy? manager, t- huh? Sexy? <laughs> no, he's not sexy like Jimmy J. But I, I think he's like Teddy Bridgewater. Like he's now probably mm, a gap guy. He's above that. I don't know. Number Teddy one on pick the bro- took the Browns to the playoffs and won a playoff game. But uh, with great rosters. With great rosters, the year they Pass went, three, it wasn't more snapback fam. Do we do we claim him? Yeah, that was ass. If you ever want to listen to the worst episode of Snapback Sports Podcast history, <laughs> go listen to our episode with DJ Moore. It's like yeah, pulling fucking teeth. Yeah. All right, let's move back to the association. And my titling for this podcast is a bit unfair. I will admit it should say Celtics fans are idiots. But we also already knew that because I put out a tweet today that said the Boston Celtics should trade Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and two firsts for Kevin Durant. You should have I, tweeted, you should have tweeted, hello Celtics Twitter. The sun came up today. Or hello Celtics Twitter. Are you ready to engage? Because you, I put, said, that, that was, you said that tweet, typing it out with <laughs> I really, I really wasn't. And then I mean, of course, you shouldn't because it's obvious that they should. Right. So let's just let. I mean, dare we like actually take a take a trip down? Uh, what what the people were saying in regards to this? So I tweet this out and I said, uh, Celtics "Can you drop should... Dan Greenberg the link right now and see if he wants to hop in this live Zoom?" Uh, he doesn't follow me, but he did quote tweet it. All right, this is a wild take. Let's just let's just find some takes that All Star Jalen Brown was he an All Star mm-hmm. this year? No, last year. Okay, same so, year Julius Randle was fake year. <laughs> <laughs> All Star Jalen Brown, best Celtics 
in the finals. I don't know what that means. Defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, and some more first-round pick. Okay. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart won the here you go, shut the fuck up, and take it. Defensive player of the year. Right. Jalen Brown, and this is the same thing we said about Tyler Hero when it came to James Harden. I would still rather have James Harden than Tyler Hero. Wow. Thank you. Guys, Jalen Brown's peak is not Kevin Durant. It's not Kevin Durant. And so, so I'll just share because I oh, have Jason a Tatum's peak isn't Kevin Durant. Right. There's people, no one, no one playing right now besides Giannis is getting near Kevin Durant level. So some other things people are saying this, why break up this young core that has gone to the conference finals four of the past six seasons? Because you've imagine, only gone to the conference finals. <laughs> Well, they did go. They did go to the finals this year, but like for the past six years. So maybe hypothetical, maybe you're fucking missing something. Like the greatest scorer of all time. Like there's just levels that put you over. Then I, I would cite the example of like this year was not necessarily a tell-all of like who this Boston core is, right? Like they they beat Milwaukee in seven. Chris Middleton didn't play in the series. I thought the Heat stunk this year. They were probably a little better than we give them credit for. They were actually absolutely mauled with injuries. If Joel Embiid doesn't get hurt, maybe the Heat are in the fi- in the conference finals. Eh, okay, probably not that. Point is, you're just because you that's what, got yeah, that's there. That's what I said during this playoff run. It was like, why are we anointing these Celtics as like they're being unstoppable in this playoffs where things have broken their way? And that's just listen. I'm not knocking them. That's for that. the they NBA. Can't that. At, but but why do people assume that in this crazy NBA that this core is going to be intact for five years? Like, l- literally think about this. My dog. Robert. The, the dog walked in the room? Yeah. Come here, Henry. Oh. Come here, Henry. Get on, get on the mic, Henry. Get on the mic as I go in for my rant. What do you think? Kevin Durant to the Celtics? I think Henry agrees. I think that's a yes. So here, here's the big get deal. Get out of here, big boy. You have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Sure, you're going to lock up. That's your core. For how many more years? For a few more years? How many cores stay together for the existence of their time together? Like, how many stay together? Steph and Draymond and Clay is such an aberration, it's insane. No one else does it. Okay, Robert Williams, he's on contract. Eventually, he's going to want to get more playing time or an extension. And who even is the core? You're telling me, you want to roll with this young core of Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, over Kevin Durant for two years? Like, go get Kevin Durant. It, it's it's comparable to trying to make a trade in fantasy football, like right after the draft, before the season starts. It's like the Celtics just had immense success relative to what they – like, I don't think any Celtics fan sat there in the beginning of the year, let alone the first half of the year, was like, we're going to be in game six of the finals against the Golden State Warriors. And then you just look at especially homegrown talent, right? It's it's a it's an it's like they're your children to an extent. You've seen them from the start, you've seen them grow, and you can't just kick your child to the side. That's why when you draft fantasy football before the game start, you're like, my team is fire. No shit, because you drafted it. And that's why you're gonna think it's fire. But there's there's no problem with cutting ties with family. Ask Aaron fucking Rodgers. It'll get you one Super Bowl. It'll get you one championship. You get one. 
if you if you trade Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. But is it worth that one? It's Kevin Durant. Like, I, I, I went through this with Maxi during the Harden shit. Going through it now with Maxi with the Durant. And gladly, Sixers fans have come to realize that, okay, it's Kevin. Like, we did it for James Harden. It's Kevin fucking Durant. Make the play. But because the Celtic, like, here's something. Here we go. Kevin Durant's on the trade market. What if I told you the worst thing that happened in Celtics franchise history was the fact that they made the finals this year? Because it engulfed in their brains. We can do this with these guys. We don't need to do anything else. Exactly. The worst thing they ever did was to make the finals, to convince themselves this is, and they're young enough. This is fine. We'll be back right away. It's not easy unless, and that's the thing. That's what this generation has been groomed for because LeBron went to the finals 10 straight times. The Warriors were there six times in eight years. They went to the finals, Abe. And people think it's so easy to just walk back to the finals and make incremental and and I will admit, marginal I do like, changes. Right, I do like Brogdon and I do like Alinari. But if you like those moves, go make a move for Kevin Durant. Let's just go through the list, the list of recent NBA champions. Right, the list of recent NBA champions. Okay, the Golden State Warriors dynasty, uh, uh, dynasty. They did keep the core together, but but think about how crazy this is, Abe. They kept the core together, and then Draymond Green, one of those core pieces, literally said, if Kyrie wasn't hurt, we don't win a championship without Kevin Durant. Like, they they won 73 games, and they literally said, we would have zero rings with that core. Think about that concept. Okay, the team before that, the Milwaukee Bucks, you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, and you trade everything for Drew Holiday. They didn't leverage – they didn't go out and – they traded everything for Drew Holiday. Meanwhile, people want to sit here and say, we can't do that for Kevin Durant. Okay, let's now go to the 2020 Los Angeles Lakers. Remember when you couldn't trade Kyle Kuzma and Julius Randle and eat first and all the- for Anthony Davis? Championship. And they, and they won a championship. And, and why is all of LA okay with trading the rest of their picks and swapping Westbrook for Kyrie? For a championship. Okay. Next on the list, the Golden State Warriors, Golden no, State Warriors. Now you missed the Warriors. Raptors. Rap- Kawhi Leonard. The Toronto Raptors. They took not only their most homegrown talent. I know he's not technically homegrown. Their guy. And Masai Ujiri said, it's a business, baby. Yes, like, Get the fan, fuck but it's out business. of here. No one cares about Kyle. And this a this wasn't even like to convince it. They hadn't gone to the finals the year before. They hadn't even beaten LeBron a single game in the postseason. They didn't even have a commitment for Kawhi after. The point <laughs> is, what you can't, you, unless you're a dynasty or LeBron James, you can't do it without going for it. And, and you look at all the recent trades in NBA history when it comes to trading a superstar. 99.999999% of the time, and the only reason it's not 100 is because I can't think back that long. The person that is losing the superstar loses the trade every single time. And this is Kevin fucking Durant. Congratulations to the Boston Celtics on an amazing year. They Their young core developed. They turned it around at the beginning of the season. But because we've been so groomed to think that anyone can just walk back to the finals because the Warriors and LeBron have done it for the last 15 years, you can't do that. That's why I said, like, 
I mean, I thought the whole dynasty thing was over kind of with how it is now because LeBron's on his way out. The Warriors are kind of, you need to separate yourself. You need to don't play afraid. Don't play scared. I'm not saying on the basketball court, I'm saying in the front office, go for it. Go for it. Like if, if I could make a wager that the Boston Celtics would never win a title with the core of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, what would my odds be? Minus 500? Yeah. Like it's a virtual lock that they don't win a title. Okay. What, what would you set my odds at that that core ever goes back to the finals? Even money? And you would get absolutely smoked on, on no, right? Like, okay. Now, this way, if, the, if the Celtics, this is as simple as this, Boston Twitter. The Celtics right now trade Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, however many first for Kevin Durant. The lines go down in Vegas. And they come back up. And you know who's the title favorite next year? The Boston fucking Celtics. Well, they are now, which is why I think Celtics fans are having such a tough time reasoning with this. But more importantly, they're the it overwhelming. It could be a part of mourning. Yeah. It, okay. The final scenario to consider it. Let's say that Boston fans didn't have a say, which they obviously don't. And the trade happens. Are they not going to like quickly be like, fuck yeah, we have Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Robert Williams, Malcolm Brown, Derek White, Al Horford, uh, Peyton Pritchard. Like, I, if anything, Gabe, the offer I put out was like, there's no way the Nets would only get that back for KD, right? Like, but that is the best player that's been offered theoretically. Like, if I'm the Nets, I'm not doing that deal, right? I mean, I told you that the other night because it's like if you're the Nets and you're left with Jalen Brown and like a bunch of okay pieces, it's like, all right, you're kind of stuck in six-seed purgatory for the next five years. But what you could have done with this tweet, Jack, you knew the replies you were going to get from Celtics Twitter, and that's why you put it out because that's what you do as a content creator. What you could have done, uh, let's say 100 people responded to you saying, fuck you, no, don't trade. I'll say... 55 out of those 100 people, 55%, unless they've scrubbed it from their Twitter, you can go back to October, November, December, January, when they were shitting the pants and said, we need to break up Tatum and Brown. And because they had four good months of basketball and went to the finals and lost. They fucking lost. (laughs) You didn't win the championship. Which, by the way, winning or losing isn't necessarily like – you should break it up if you think your team's going to get better, even if you won Dude, the championship. if the Celtics fucking won in a sweep just now and Kevin Durant was available, you still do it. <laughs> and here from Aaron Walker, no smart included. I'll give you Brown, Robert Williams, and however many picks. Brown is the best player of the NBA. <laughs> I, I think I actually think Boston or Brooklyn would rather Robert Williams than Marcus Smart. Am I crazy to say Robert Williams? I was thinking about this today. Okay, perfect, perfect. I'll put out the tweet. I'll put out the tweet right now. You have to remind me how it's framed, but it's who hold on. Let me share my screen so we can craft together. I believe the way you tweet is like You're starting who, an NBA franchise. No, no, no. It's, it's who is the worst player you trade like Marcus smart for. Does that make sense? So it's like, okay. Yeah, but he's not at a level of a player where my brain can like. I, that's why it's going to be a, it's going to be a funny, but like no, I would say off the top of like, my head, the first player that came to mind was Josh Giddy. Like you'd rather have Josh Giddy, Like, yeah. 
I, I stumbled <laughs> along this TikTok the other day, and he's just like shoots his shot with girls. All right, let's see. Who is the worst NBA player you trade Marcus Smart for? Who is the worst NBA player you trade Marcus Smart for? Okay, that's correct. All right. So we will we'll see as the answers come in. Off, let's off also do a deep dive on the people that are claiming Marcus Smart defensive player of the year as like his anointing point and see how many tweets they have about Rudy Gobert not deserving it or being trash. Yeah, we will we'll, we'll Everyone knows Marcus Smart. He's a good defender. You know what? Like That's Robert. the answer. The worst NBA player I trade Marcus Smart for is Rudy Gobert. You'd rather have Rudy Gobert than Marcus Smart. I've said too much about him to the point where I know, but other people should say that. And that's not saying that I think Marcus Smart is great. That's saying I think Rudy Gobert fucking sucks. Would you rather have Jalen Brunson or Marcus Smart? This is a toughie. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go smart. So that okay. So Jay, so better than Jalen Brunson. Would you rather have Fred Van Vliet or Marcus Smart? Fred Van Vliet. You'd rather have Fred Van Vliet than Marcus yeah. Smart. But like if that if that doesn't go to show, I want to see if we've got some answers yet. Kevin Durant, Raul, multiple people from Philadelphia said Raul Neto. Um, do you guys? Oh, that's no. He yeah, he's like one of the least favorite players to ever walk through Philadelphia. Gotcha. Okay, we'll put that to the side. Speaking of Philadelphia, some James Harden conversation over a potential contract was sent out by yours truly. And Abe, how do we feel? Two and one, one and one. I don't know if I like the one and one, but I don't know. What do you think? I think it'll end up being a two plus one. I don't think it'll end up being a one-in-one unless you have an immediate plan to get a guy like Tobias off the books where you know going forward that you're going to have a lot of cap flexibility. Um, I just think that this whole thing is taking time just because Daryl's still working. I think Daryl's still working to see if he can get Tobias off or something, see Matisse, see Furkan, all these guys through. And until you know what is off the books and what's going to be on the books, the PJ deal can't be finalized. The Harden deal can't be finalized. James Harden's going to be a sixer. His annual value that he's paid will start with the number three. Those are the things that we know at the moment. Unless he goes for the league minimum and Michael Rubin pays him 10 figures a year. Or which, just reinvites him to the party next year. Yeah, imagine. Take <laughs> take the league man and you have a 10-year invitation to my July 4th Hamptons party. Could be worth it. Could what's what's be the league minimum? A million? Yeah, it's got to be something like that. So James Harden expect to be back with the Sixers. I understand what the waiting is for. A lot of Sixers Twitter keeps saying Daryl's not done. The roster isn't complete. I've heard that Paul Reed and your other guy could just back up Joel. A lot of things are up in the air. That's what should. I mean, Doc would never have that. Right. Well, the Knicks is is something special too. Doc and Thibs are hand in hand. And, and what Leon did great was he just got rid of everyone that, that Tibbs could even put on the court. So now he has to Tibbs play Tibbs looks around like, where's my 30-year-olds? Yeah, he's like, what? Taj, Taj, come back. So besides, besides like that, what is the roster isn't finished? It's not a big move, right? Like you no. think he would move Tobias in the offseason? For what, though? Picks, right, like the, cat flexibility to move elsewhere. 
It would be a it would be a so then acquire setting who? up for it would be a bump before the set and the spike. Gotcha. For the trade deadline. Is that or something like that? Yeah. Um but you you would agree you guys are generally out on the Durant Kyrie sweepstakes. My lips are sealed on that front. Um there's a reason James hasn't signed yet, so we're still holding out hope. But listen, the Sixers were ready to go there last year. I thought we were ready to go with and then Embiid went down in the playoffs. Hard I mean it's hard to it's hard to get that chemistry in a half a season with a new superstar that has to share. So you have Maxi in year three. We're doing oh, we're doing the uh trade deadline chemistry bit for Harden's portfolio. Yeah, yeah, that's why I, I mean that was my whole reason why you don't trade you shouldn't have traded Ben Simmons at the time unless you were getting a superstar. But anyway, right. Maxi year three jump, Joel, Harden. But you got a superstar. We've got three. Right. Paul Reed, Tyrese, and James. Paul Sutton. Reed, the first player in NBA history to play rotational minutes in the second round of the playoffs and then play in the summer league. <laughs> no, Emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin last year. <laughs> quickly uh, played in the playoffs? Yeah, he, he hit some banger threes. So speaking of the Knicks, the Knicks set a record today. Shout out Daddy Leon. Uh, the Knicks were the first team to sign a non-all-star to a hundred million dollar contract. So well, could go wrong. To, shout out to the Knicks. Oh, but, speaking of which, I think Adam Silver listens to the podcast. Oh, why? The Knicks are being investigated. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> How is that not bullshit? Woj literally tweeted that Brunson got a hundred million dollar offer. That's I don't know. Yeah, but there's probably verbal commitments back and forth. Someone spotted him at the greenhouse in Margate before. Listen, Jack, you know free agency. You can't talk to anyone before 6 p.m. when it when it starts. That's what I'm saying. Those so, are the rules. And we we don't follow. I mean, we do follow the rules. That's what we do. We're good New Yorkers who follow the rules. Anyways, that is not the record I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the record that is set in the nation's capital. And no, it is not for the worst politician award of all time because our country sucks. It is the Washington Wizards who set a record for becoming the first team in NBA history to give a non-Hall of Famer a no-trade clause. Today, Bradley Beal inks his five-year $251 million deal negotiated by Mark Bartlestein. It's a hell of a name of Priority Sports. Beal becomes only the 10th player to have a no-trade clause in NBA history. The list, LeBron James, Kevin Garnett, Carmelo Anthony, Dirk Nowitzki, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, John Stockton. I read, that as, Dunk- I read that as Duncan Robinson for a second. <laughs> and kids, Bradley Beal, who maybe has never escaped the first round. No, he has. Back, back in my wizard's days but of recent not not really so abe thoughts on bradley beal inking a 50 million dollar contract per year and then deciding where he wants to play in it year three. First team all bag chaser bradley beal i mean yeah like i said it's very hard to stare 250 million dollars in the face and say no shout out live some, golf. yeah shout out live golf <laughs> right there and then that's how you can tell um, so you, you had to explain this to me, but I read this as this was a wizard's dub on this whole no trade clause because it is saying, fine, we can't trade you. 
anymore. We can't trade you. But it, was, it wasn't a no asking out clause. It was a no trade clause. So what Bradley Beal did by this, he just literally handcuffed the Washington Wizards. He said, he you can give me this them. no trade clause or I will walk right now. So you can either walk and have less leverage in the future because that's what this does. They now have no leverage, the Wizards, if and when Brad Beal comes out with a list that he wants to be traded to. And it's some team in L.A. and Miami. The, the, there's now no leverage aside from teams bidding against each other and leaking deals to the media. And Brad Beal is 250 fucking million dollars. Like, so yeah, when, it's, it's, okay, so let's play the he's game. He's Hall of Fame bag chaser. That he is a Hall let's of play, Fame. Let's play, let's play the game. Let's we can set a line. It's July 6, 2022. Mm. When does Brad Beal's I want to be traded list drop? Who he wants his trade request with yeah. the list. With the list. Uh, Is it before the trade deadline? This year? Yes. No, no, no. I'm, 12 months is a long time. 18 months, even longer. I'm going to go benefit of the doubt. Deadline. I would call it a straight even. He plays two years in Washington. No way. And that's it. No way. Because he's gonna because the NBA is going to be locked out soon at the end of the next CBA. Because mm-hmm. without all these all these players, the Ben Simmons, the Anthony Davises, the Kevin Durant, just asking out and controlling their own future, there's going to be some type of disagreement in the next. And the NBA. players don't get don't get paid in a lockout, right? No, it's that's kind of interesting. I wonder if I wonder if maybe that's what Minnesota was doing. They're just like, we'll trade for Gobert. We'll have him for two years. Picks. We'll restructure picks. We won't have to pay Cat and Gobert five hundred million because of a lockout. Like I wonder if there is any leverage to the owners of the GMs who are planning for a lockout. Could there be? That's how I would think about it. Right, like some, like that's why I said if I was a GM in the NBA, I would trade every single one of my future picks. Yeah, like I'm gonna try and win a championship quick. Ninety percent of them don't. And then you just get fired and go to the next one. You leave that team in disarray. It's not like if I trade all of my picks, the next team that I go to, I don't have those picks. No, you might have the picks from the old team, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's interesting because they'll actually give you picks to take on players also. Like, the Knicks will give up a first if you take Evan Fournier. So, like, you can always get picks back. That's the why only- I think signing bad contracts is actually a good general manager strategy. Mm, not not necessarily signing like like not great contracts is fine like a bad contract but like Tobias's contract is now turned into like same with Randall like are they assets or do we have to attach something to them like it's pretty unclear um I, I'm with you I think it's a for do it now and and make future Abe or make future Jack figure it out future later problems yeah, like the Lakers. I, the Lakers. Like think about it like twenty. Th- think about it this way, Jack. The year's twenty twenty two. Let's say somebody trades a twenty twenty eight first round pick six years from now. <clears throat> I told you back in twenty fifteen that you were going to trade a twenty twenty one. Just say that out loud. Twenty twenty. That's not a real year. Mm-mm. Like who cares? Right. In six fucking years with pollution, and it's a lottery ticket. Yeah, it's a lottery ticket with Did pollution. You say with pol- oh. <laughs> With inflation, with inflation, a lot of shuns. This shit yeah. is. Who knows if the NBA is going to be around? Don't fucking worry about. I mean, t- it. take Same the Lakers Boston. for example. Just push it all in. Just go for it and worry about it later. Right. Take the take the Lakers for example. Lakers 
convince LeBron to come. They then trade everything for Anthony Davis. Let's say that the AD thing didn't work out, right? Like they don't win the championship. COVID never happens. The bubble never happens. They don't win the ship. Okay. Now they have AD and Bron. Let's say there because- isn't a global pandemic. <laughs> now they have AD and Bron, two of the best players in the league, and cap space somehow to get Russell Westbrook. They literally maxed out like three guys. And the Russ thing is one of the largest disasters in NBA history. And still, to this day, they have an opportunity to swap the biggest disaster for a plus player that would then make them the title favorite. That's the whole thing. There's no such thing in the NBA anymore as a bad contract. Russell Westbrook had an untradeable contract. He's been moved four fucking times. John Wall, untradable contract. Chris Paul, untradable. There's no such thing. There are so many dumb people in this league that will just trade for the name. Because at the end of the day, if you're a GM or an owner, you're not just worried. If you're an owner, I should say. If you're a GM, that's different. You're not just trading for basketball wins. You're trading for fucking ticket and jersey sales too. Like when that's that is incorporated in the revenue model with a salary cap. Is sure we can take on forty four million dollars from Russell Westbrook, but how much money will we get back in a relatively big market from jersey sales and tickets? Maybe not from tickets from Russell Westbrook, but here's my pitch to the New York Knicks on why they should trade R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, and four firsts for Kevin Durant. Is a of is a team? He's Kevin Durant. That's point one. Two is a team of Jalen Brunson, Kevin Durant, Mitchell Robinson, and Isaiah Hartenstein winning you a championship. No. And Abe and I have always said, don't just do the trade to be in this middle area. Like, go for it. Like Boston, where if they got KD, maybe they're then going to win the finals. But is a team of Jalen Brunson and Kevin Durant and nothing else in New York City going to stop there? Are they going to finish there? Is that the end of the road? No. But once you have Kevin Durant in New York City, the real New York City, then people want to come play there. Then trade options open up. Maybe you hit it on a draft pick. Like, it's <laughs> never the final move. And it this is why I think Donovan Mitchell will be traded because stars don't want to just, like, hang out in a city and not compete. And when they're in a city, they encourage others to come play with them, KD being the greatest of all time of, of either going or attracting. So – like, if you're not trying to go get Kevin Durant right now, then you're an idiot. And that's that's what it says right there. All right. Another idiot is Abe because Abe saw the underdog. I forget what they called it. Uh, I think it was an honor to the guy who, who has the highest speed at underdog. But the underdog challenge, Abe, two glizzies, a beer, and a shot in the quickest amount of time that you could possibly do – and the initial line, I think, is set at 37 seconds, TBD on if that's the actual line or not. And you're confident, 0.0% guarantee, that you could do it sub 60 seconds. This is like as, as confident of a 0.0 as, as, as I've ever been. And we can stream it wherever you want two weeks from today. And we're together for your birthday. I'm happy to do it. And I'll put something on the line as well. With zero what are you practice, putting on the line? What do you want me to put on the line? What do I get? What do you put on the line? I mean, you seem pretty confident. I'm not as confident that you wouldn't succeed, but 60 seconds seems tough. Here's, here, but- here's the situation. I've always notoriously been a good chugger. If I can go get a water bottle right now, I could show you if you'd want. Um, 
The shot. There's paint right there. <laughs> we'll save that for about the second week in May next year. Okay. Um, the shot. Yeah, no one likes a shot. But the shot's the first thing going down the hatchet, and you parlay that right into the beer chug as a chaser and as a chug. I promise you the shot and the beer, where we're talking a standard 12-ounce can of beer, that's under 10 seconds. No doubt in my Mm. mind. Now, where we get tricky with that is I don't care about the taste of the beer at all. It can't be freezing cold because that throws a whole new layer into the chugging aspect of it. It's got to be a room temperature, slightly above room temperature, light beer that you can just throw down the hatchet. That's a 10-second thing, if that, maybe. And then it's the two glizzies. And I've had trouble- You think your beer plus shot down in 10 seconds? Should I go do it right now? Yeah. All right, you want to distract the audience? Yeah, if you're going to go get a beer and a shot- I don't know if we have to kill. All right, let me- I'll be right back. All right, I'll go. I'll talk. I'll talk to you people right now. So my strategy, and when Abe gets back, we'll have to hear his. My strategy, I said, was shot first. If the liquor's good enough, you just take it down quickly, and it, it's kind of like all right, four seconds out of your day. Now you have fifty-six seconds to play. Then I'm going two gliz, two gliz, just gliz though, and I'm double munching the dog. And after you double munch the dog. Then you have two buns left and a beer. And I think the strategy then is just dunking buns, wetting them up, just like the Gliz God Joey Chestnut does, eating the Gliz as fast as you can, and then finishing the remainder of the beer. I think when you do the bun in the in the beer, you're kind of doing a two for one, and you're killing two birds with one stone. So that's my personal strategy when it comes to this challenge. But Abe... Abe saying he could get the beer done in 10 seconds plus the shot done is that seems quick to me, but now thinking about it, not so much, but where I think his strategy could lack is once you engulf 10, a full beer and a shot of alcohol two probably different tasting things. Now you're burping. Now you're kind of full. And so what's your motivation, especially how do you get that bread down with no liquid? So he said he was going to go with no practice. I'm going to consider this practice, but I think that's something he didn't think about. I think it's fair to give him a little bit of a practice run here, but nonetheless, hopefully he'll be on his way back. Shotgunning a beer you can do in, I mean, four or five seconds. Um, But out of the the thing, yeah, you could probably drink a beer pretty quickly. He is a good chugger, but I think that's the missing element in his strategy is he's not going to have any liquid for the glizzies and now on a wednesday night abe granoff is here and he's going to bottle opener he's got to get a bottle opener but he's going to chug a beer in 10 seconds or less and drink a shot like like all snapback all great snapback streams do they involve us getting just absolutely hammered so stay tuned for this um we've got the chat feel only one with wall now he's just pulling a mellow. Beal just wants that bag. He doesn't care about legacies or ring. I, I respect that. Like, like we said, for a quarter billion, not million, billion dollars, I'd hang out in DC and and do my thing. All right, Ava's return. I'm gonna send out a tweet because uh, we need we absolutely need people. Right. I was gonna. All right, here we go. Ooh. Hold on. I was, I was gonna bring in the bottle of tequila. 
just so you believe me that it's actually tequila. Will, will you give me the benefit of the doubt, Casamigos? Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me uh, put it up to your nose. I right, just did it. Trust me, that wasn't fabricated. Uh, that looks fat. Okay, so you got Casamigos. Show show the. I've got this, which makes me. Are you not? That you're doing an IPA too? Is it a P? It's a pale ale. Does that make it an IPA? Uh, I don't really have a light beer. Okay. Hey, you're going with it. Are you? Pour, you're pouring it in a glass, right? Yeah. So pour it in the glass. Got the shot prepared. Um, Can you pull up a live timer on? Is it? Uh-oh. You're gonna get destroyed, Abe. <laughs> Jack, Jack, we can't condone this. Oh, he's going brown liquor. Oh, he's That's going brown liquor. What do you mean we can't condone this? This is legal in his state, bro. This is legal in his state. Um, all right. For those who just joined us, we've got Andrew Eagleson, who is also going to partake in the challenge. He is only 18 years old. But what beer do you have? He's in Canada, so this is all legal. Molson Canadian. Yeah, that, that that's makes. epic. That's epic. Okay. Can I go this headphones is... down for this? Yeah. Are shotguns just... allowed? No shotguns. That's all right. It's a lot of drippage. I got some foam around the top. I'm waiting to settle. So, Abe, as your foam settles, Eagleson, are you? I'm actually chugging an IPA right now. Are you going uh, out of the can or you're going in a cup? Uh, Out of the can. Okay. So, Abe, the one thing I was going to say, because you said no practice, but I'm, I'm here to allow this a little bit of prep. But what I do think is problematic. Is you would you would be left with no liquid for the burger? I mean, for the hot dog and the bun, which I think would be a mistake. Is a cup of water to dip not allowed? I think that kind of goes out of. The I was realm never of the- planning. I was never planning on dipping my bread into water or beer of any sort. Uh, because to be honest, Jack, that isn't idea that, the strat, though? that that is a strat. But to me, genuinely soggy bread is like one of the grosser things in the entire world. I think it would be hard to put down. But this is the thing, Abe. I think what you're missing is this isn't a taste thing. And you've mentioned taste. You're not enjoying this process. It's all mental. It's just getting you're in hot dogs. What are you talking about? I'm telling you, because I did that right, well, when I out. when I tried eating 50 hot dogs and I ate like six, they smelled amazing. I was so excited. And then once you're through four, like it all tastes like vomit. So all right, here we go. The challengers are prepared. We are going to, I will get the um can I count it down since I'm taking my headphones off for this? Uh, I mean, I can go three, two. Can you one. get a live ticker on the thing? <laughs> we just came off with this right now. I'm going to go three, two, one. Okay. All right. We'll say it loud because I can hear you. Okay. Eagle Center, are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. Uh, three, two, one. <laughs> it was it was in sixes. It was six seconds. Pretty good. The, the can is harder. Eagle said, "I commend yeah. you for going out of the can and brown liquor." It's finished. All right. So so can I get Abe's, a second? Can I get a second? <laughs> Ava is instantly regretting. Obviously, as a, as would I. That was, a, was that was a warm IPA. Uh, but you said you wanted warm. Yeah, cold. You can't chug cold. 
Yeah, but I could have used the fucking Miller Lite. God damn. Did you? I was looking at the at the timer. You went shop first. Yeah. Okay. So the strategy is because because if you don't do shop first, then you don't. The beer acts as a chaser. Yeah. Can can we? I just didn't like, even taste the can shop I get a, at all. Can I get a dap or a, or a? That was kind of impressive. Yeah. No, that was pretty good. But I'm obviously. Gonna so you're telling me then I have 54 seconds to eat two hot dogs. So my point is, you. You said, give me a sec. Let me take a second. And that's what I'm worried <laughs> about up. is that, right, is this portion. And <laughs> but if like you, you go, said, at that point, I knew this was the end. But you can't <clears throat> throw it up. Yeah, oh. wait, if you get the and, two hot dogs down after, if you throw up after that, do you lose? Like oh, everything's dude. been consumed? I, I, I have hot yeah, dogs. Like one, I the second hot dog goes down. I could have easily grilled that. two hot dogs before this thing and we could have done it. We're, we're, saving, <laughs> we're saving the main the main. But okay, for- Jack, so... Before the show, when I said to you off air, I guarantee I can do this in under 60 seconds, you said I would fade that. After yeah. seeing my ability to do that in six seconds, would you still fade? I can eat two hot dogs in 54 seconds. 60 seconds. I, I, too easy. I think odds have shifted. I think odds have shifted. What would you set fade. my line at? I would set your line at like... Let's assume that my standard is going to be, we'll call it eight seconds for a beer and a shot. No liquid on the bun. That's the thing. Is a water cup allowed on the side? Because I'm I was. No. I'm I was, saying no. Well, because you, you were providing underdog. Yeah. Because can, I was. I was thinking about it. I've. I. My original thought was I'll just do straight gliz as they come bun and and gliz at the same time. I think I could shove a gliz and like munch very quickly, just two tubes at the same time. And then dip the bread in the water. That and was my it. strategy. Mm. Yeah. But so you're saving the beer? That's psychotic. No, <laughs> because I'm using it. I'm dunking. Maybe the glizzies first is a good idea. I'm, my strategy is shot. Get that out of the way. I can take a tequila shot straight and still operate. Some people, they need a chaser. No, I, you're, I you're, wasting, you're wasting at least one or two seconds, Shaq, with a... But you're wasting multiple <laughs> seconds of of processing with a burp with a. That's what I was to... thinking. Maybe the move is to do start off with the glizzies because you're not going to have as much reactionary and delay mm-hmm. after the glizzies as you would chugging a beer and taking a shot. So maybe right. you start with the. Maybe I go gliz gliz shot beer. So I would I'm shot because I'm I think I'm non reactionary or if my reaction it takes two seconds. But I'm chasing with double gliz, and I'm double glizzing. Then I'm crushing bread in beer, soaking up beer, getting the bread down oh. easier, and and finishing with the beer. That's my strategy. You know what my problem is with this challenge? If I do it once, I'm gonna want to try and switch up my strategy and just continue to fucking do it, and then I, that's when I throw up. Brother, we got multiple days in Fire Island. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing you need to sweat. Uh, all right. That brings us to – we did have one more thing we wanted to touch on um, besides I made you guys – he didn't have to leave. He I was, was supposed lighter. to drive and pick up dinner. Well, uh, I guess uh, Snapback Kitchen, Uber Eats tonight. We don't have you. it where I'm at. That's sad. Uh, Red, Orange, October, Abe. What do you think? What do you think? Phillies, Orioles, meeting in the World Series, the Fall Classic? I mean, hey, the Phillies are halfway through the season and we're in the playoff spot. I still think I'm gonna throw up. 
you did say it was your decade to be. So maybe, maybe not. Uh, Eagleson, you can come back now unless you're throwing up. Okay. No, he looks I'm good. good. I feel great. Eagleson, did you even? Oh, you sent me a text that said, let me in. I'm going to destroy him. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, brother, <laughs> I, I have, I, I am self-aware that I am one of the most ignorant human beings on the face of the earth. When I say I can do a lot that I can, you just graduated high school. You know what? Mm-hmm. When you're in two years, when you're a sophomore at the University of London, Canada, you might have me in that. Probably not, but you might. Probably will. And I, I'll, I'll put my right hand up. If we were to shotgun that beer, you would have beat me. I yeah. am ass at shotgunning. I'm really? great. I'm great at shotgunning. Here's the thing: you can't find me someone on planet Earth that actually enjoys shotgunning. Like they do it because it people. looks. There good. is 100 percent people because it gets You're you drunk. That- no, I don't enjoy it, but so does, like chucking I know. A, so does chucking a beer and taking a shot in six seconds. <laughs> yeah, but chugging a beer is a lot more effort than a shotgun. Yes. Because a shotgun is you're forced to drink it. Yeah. Or you're spilling, people are making fun of you. You know, I'm about to quote stuff. tweet the underdog tweet of that video and say, just tested a shot in a beer in here we go. Just did this. Nah, you know what? I'll wait. I'll wait. But <laughs> I I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Six give, seconds. Give me like, give me Eagleson. a few few days Eagleson. to train. I can take you one hundred percent. I mean, granted, you handicapped yourself by drinking out of the can, but that's on. And you. I was only a second behind you. No, no, no. I, yeah, I, 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 I don't even remember. Run back the tape. Eagleson, back. I guess I, mean, I, I didn't see. I was drinking. How, how many seconds was that? How many six, seconds? Like, six seconds, and you did like nine or ten. Yeah, like four. Okay. Seconds. Okay. So like nearly two X. Give me a cup. Let's see what happens. Okay. You don't we have cups. We, don't record, have cu- we record twice a week. <laughs> yeah. No cups in Canada. All right, fellas. Pre- oh, they, they do bag. They do bagged beer. Bag you don't beer. have. You don't have a uh, hockey for us, right? Does what the puck get an off season? Yes, right? please. So that, that's what we have done. Yeah. It was, please. There's been there way more than a minute of hockey talk happening. ever since you started betting on hockey, Jack. So please give me a break. Unless you guys would like to hear about the Columbus Blue Jackets re-signing a third liner, which I don't think anybody does. Is that a POV move, re-signing third liners? Yeah. So what, I'd you just so. let third liner? Like, are third liners just like whoever fills the roster at the end? Well, how many no, minutes like a game does a third liner play? Like, I feel like that's substantial. Like 10 to, 10 to 12, maybe, maybe oh, a bit more than that. No, they're kind of like the plug and play guys. Like, they're your they're like guys the you call up from the, the sandpaper wings. Is that what they're some called? Of your sand, most of your sandpaper guys will go on the third and fourth line, but they're guys you call up from the AHL. They're guys that come over from overseas. Like, it's kind of a mixed bag of people. Hmm. Yeah, no, 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 what the buck is, is no, the conclusion the of that. Gotcha. Cool. And but, uh, what. Go ahead. Uh, no, you go. Uh, I start. I started uh, packing for college, and I wanted to ask you guys, like, what's the number one thing that I need to bring? You guys have been through this before. Jersey, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, Lower Marion, Jersey. Kobe Bryant, Lower Marion, Jersey. Although okay. pro- in Another? in in Canadian college, I'm Hockey sure sweaters. like a dope sweater is probably the vibe. Yeah, like the the Detroit Red Wings is a very popular one. I know they're not even Canadian, but people love rocking the the old like classic Detroit Red Wings jerseys. I already know those have, I already know they have a weird word for Tim's up there. Like the the, the, the that's, Jack, that's like up. a that's a Penn like, State like, the, like, the, like the boots. Jack, you had Nike Tim's. 
Yeah, those, those were hot. Nike, Nike, Tim. You yeah, know what Timberlands are? Yeah, Timberlands, like the boots, the shoes, uh, whatever yeah, you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. I figured that's like, I have a pair that's of Tim's. Like a, yeah, that's like a Northeast thing. I mean, yeah. yeah, you're going to school in London, so I think it's in the Northeast. Um, big things to bring to college. Uh, oh, we might have Snapback Sports flag soon, so we can get okay. you one of those yeah, for your dorm. Do you room. call them a dorm? Yeah, call it a dorm. Wait, do we have our roommate yet? No, we don't. That's got to be soon. That and course selection is all going to be coming soon. They said oh, they were going to. We're email. picking your courses. We're picking your courses and no. your roommates coming on the pod. Yeah, that's locked. That was I'm actually gonna, signed in three of them. So can't wait. This thing I does. This does. You know, as many boxes yeah. as you could possibly <laughs> want. So no problem oh, there. I hope. I hope they're How not fast weird. can they chug oh a beer and take God. a shot? That's what we got to find out. The measure of a true um, roommate. The biggest and most important thing to pack in college. I don't know. We'll have to think about that. Jerseys. It's not that deep. <laughs> Just jerseys. Eagleson, final thoughts. Just, I'm just going to go pack my two a jersey right now, then. Or you should pack your beer chucking abilities. God, I don't want to hear it. Out of a cup. Loser. Abe, final thoughts. My final thought was going to be that I can beat six seconds, but genuinely I'm impressed in what I just did. So oh, I, oh wait, one more thing. Um, when you were saying that you weren't a hater, I started a little tally of everything you said that was like hater-like during the episode, and I got to five. <laughs> That's compared not bad. To Jack, compared to Jack's one. I wanted to be fair. Jack only had one, one what hater. What was my hating? Uh, Baker. Man, yeah, he was kind of hating on And, 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 and Abe was giving him love. And he was kind of hating on Jalen Brown and Celtics fans. No, I'll they're just idiots. That's that's yeah. a factual statement. That's all right, that's what, that's what we're gonna do now. That's what we're gonna do by the end of the pod. Eagleson's la- the last words of every single pod is gonna be a hater count. How many hater how count. many topics? That did would, Jack- Abe, that would require him to be here In for the, the pod. podcast. Right. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> we'll find out topic. if he's actually here. True. And you have to tell us what we hated on. So going forward, at the end of every episode, Eagleson. What's the tally? You're going to read us the tally. End of the show. Cool. All right. And I also want to, I also want like a, an aggregate log. Like I want to know how much I hated in one year. (laughs) Yeah. Like the spot Spotify rap for haters. I want a hating, I want a snapback. (laughs) What was your your number number one thing you hated on during the year? Pretty fun. Uh, All right. Less drinking on the show then. Yeah. I'm going to go sober up. I hope everyone has a great week. Get your tendies from snapbackkitchen.com. Much love. Peace.